The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation, in this battle for salvation. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I'm Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And today on the program, we will be reviewing the God Sworn Hunt with special guest. Here he is, drumroll please, Jamie Giblin. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, you just got a couple of items to go through, and then we will get started. Uh, we just want to remind everybody at home, Make sure that if you're listening to us on iTunes, that you click to subscribe. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's been listening far and wide. We have people from the UK, obviously. We have uh, Canadians. We have Australians. Um, we're really happy to have you all listening, and thanks for listening. Uh, we also want to make sure that uh, people are going on, leaving a comment uh, and, and, that, and a rating. That would be nice. Um, definitely go on Podbean if that's your preferred way of doing it. And hit follow, I think, is what you do on that particular uh, thing. I think you follow. And then, um, so we'll be doing that. Uh, and we just want to go over a few to uh, tournament dates we got coming up at the Portal in Manchester, Connecticut on April 13th, 10 a.m. I am definitely planning on being there. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you there. That's a, that's a Shade Glass tournament. And the Dragon's Lair in Wallingford, Connecticut. They're doing the leagues on every Sunday of the month, including today, every, sorry, every first and third Sunday of the month. And uh, we can't go to that one, obviously, because we're recording right now, but uh, we will plan on getting down there in the future. And of course, the BFS inaugural kit, kit tournament. We missed it last time when it was originally scheduled because of a giant snowstorm. It has been rescheduled for this coming weekend, March 23rd. It is still going on, and uh, we have all the swag that we promised. It's still there, ready to go. Registration starts at 11 a.m. It's uh, planned to be three uh, three rounds. Uh, depending on attendance, we may change that around. And uh, we hope to see you all there. And yeah. And uh, lastly, we want to remind you that we have been doing bat reps for Salvation. We haven't been doing any lately because Rob, our bat rep, uh, cameraman has been getting ready for Adepticon and apparently he's doing nothing but painting, 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 painting. Yeah, he's a competition painter, so he's yeah. been so he's been doing that. But, grind. but when that's all over, we'll be back and we'll be doing more of those bat reps. And uh, Randall, you wanted to talk really quickly about Warcry. Right. So we had a event happen in New York City, I believe. It's the Gamma Trade Show. Sure. And Games Workshop was there announcing several different products, but one that we thought was pretty interesting was called uh, Warcry, which was apparently designed by the people who designed Shadespire and Kill Team. So that could be uh, something interesting you're, you'll want to look out for. It's Apparently it's uh, similar to Kill Team for 40k, but in the AOS universe, but we were talking about it earlier. It is chaos only. 
So do you, think, do you think this might be like a chaos only so far season one, and then they'll have other stuff? Uh, you know, hopefully, because you know, mm-hmm. I lo- I love chaos, but there are a lot of people who that's that's not their thing. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it was actually uh, Bryce Johnson who was on the show a few weeks ago. Jamie, your friends, I hear. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. We know. No, I know. I'm I'm underselling it. Um, and he said that he was only interested in playing good guys. So I don't know if people who have that, you know, would want to yeah. go and play this. There are a lot of people chaos. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely used to be like that. I, I would only play the inverted commas good races in games, and never as interested in like horde or anything for WoW. And yeah. some people will you know like be like I like bad guy. I'll play orcs or you know ogres yeah. or whatever, but not chaos. Some people are just opposed to chaos but i love them so i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a whirl and uh when it comes out we'll review it and talk about the similarities between that and Shadespire, probably sure okay so um let's get started jamie uh typically when we have a guest we like to ask a few biography questions is that cool yeah that's right. uh, and, and before we get started, everybody, uh why do we have jamie on because jamie is the principal writer on the catafrainrelic.com blog so mm-hmm. he so you know your stuff yeah, at least I proclaim to know it anyway. Well, I, th- I think a lot of us are, you know, feel like no, no, but, but we do. Okay, anyway, we know what we're talking about. I think let's yeah. let's pretend, let's act as if we do. Um, and you are also, I, I understand you're the community manager for Steamforge Games. Yeah, so uh, Bryce and I work together at Steamforge Games, which is why we get so many games of what we the, the Spire, yeah, Spire in. Um, we get half an hour, we bash a game out, and then. I, I write about it on the Facebook page. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the community manager there and deal with the what, trials and tribulations of social media, marketing, all that kind of jazz. Got it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watch that thing. I'm, whenever it comes on, I read the post. Um, yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, can you tell us how you got into and why did you get into specifically Underworlds? Um, I was just browsing around on Facebook and I saw on the uh, Warhammer Underworlds page the um, tournament kit picture, like really early on. And I was like, whoa, organized play from Games Workshop. Count me in. And from there onwards, I bought everything. Um, The game was amazing, so I carried on playing it. But I I really just wanted that Games Workshop class class trophy to begin with. And I guess that's what keeps me in the game. Well, Bryce said uh, when we asked him the same question, he said that, all the guys at work kind of dragged him into starting Shadespire, and he wasn't... Yeah. Was that you then? Yeah, so I got into the game at work and showed it to my colleague Alex, and he was interested. He, at the time, was the lead developer for our hex-based game, God Tier, so he was like, yeah, it's a hex-based game. I'm going to play it. Um, so we, we played a lot. You know, at work, we have a real, I guess, issue with our players. They just flock to a game because some people are playing it. Everyone starts playing it, and then it seeds out again. Oh, okay. So it's like it comes in fits and starts, but you guys stuck with it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Got it. All right, so you're the Randall, and Bryce is the Max of this situation. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Good to know. All right, and so where do you typically play, and what's the scene like where you are? Uh, So we play at the Forge in Manchester, and Mm -hmm. that's uh, connected. It's it's a company owned by Steamforge Games, so we get perks for playing there. So we we play there... um, and our actual, like, sort of, like, club night scene isn't that big. Um, but our tournaments, we like, generally hit around between, like, 8 and 16 players. So we're doing Not pretty bad. well. Yeah, that's pretty good. All yeah. right. Sounds good. 
Uh, yeah, and traveling all across the northwest to come here. Oh yeah, because Manchester is like north and west of of uh, of England specifically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, what's your what's your favorite faction to play? Uh, I think thematically, it's probably the skeletons. Mm-hmm. But if, if it was like a a competitive thing, it'd be the curse breakers all day. Right, because they're. Good. Right. Everything going for them. (laughs) I saw for a while that you were trying to make uh, you were trying to make uh, the guard a thing again. Yeah, I. So I I played against Bryce a lot with that deck, and he at the time he wanted fast riders, and it was pre bar, and I just cried (laughs) pretty much Mm -hmm. every day at the Shard Gale shoot something. Shard Shard Gale and then shoot. Yep. Yeah, it was it was it was lame. It was lame. Pretty bad. uh, It it can definitely win tournaments now. They're not as bad as they once were, and there's a couple of things that have gone in their favor. So I, I reckon I'll crack them out again. Right. Cool. I'm on a bit of a chaos rampage at the moment, so I'll stick with that. Right. Right. And how much? Uh, how much glass do you have? Uh, I've got seven glass trophies. One of them proudly is a big trophy for the Grand Clash. Oh, right, because you won the team tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. Who was so, on the team with you when you did that? Uh, Jay Claire and Michael Bax were my teammates. Very uh, nice. And we won with myself with uh, Spike Close Swarm. Max had the Fast Riders, and Jay had the freshly released Thorns the Briar Queen. So it was only when Night Vault had just come out they were available. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. All right. And which factions have you won all of those with? So we have Spike Claw for the Grand Clash team tournament. Yep. And he's also got two of those trophies. Gotcha. Um, two of the little ones. Uh, one with Curse Breakers, one with uh, Steelhearts Champions, one with Chosen Axes, and finally, and most recently, the Godsworn Hunt. Uh, okay. My, my latest glass. So that's so that's so you have four, five down now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five. All right. Five down. All right. That's pretty good. I've because I've only won anything with Magors so far, and yeah, it, yeah, I don't have enough opportunities to like try different stuff at different places because there just aren't as many tournaments in, in our yeah, area. I, mean, I, I feel you there. Like, so I, I'm learning to drive. Uh, I can't make it to as many tournaments as others can. And there's, there's definitely like, I, I know John is really close to completing it with all of them. Uh, John from can you roll a crit.com? Yep. Um, but they're about yeah, every weekend. There's like two tournaments in London all within right. yeah. tube or train distance. So like, if you take into account, the number of tournaments that he's gone to, it's it, it, it's a very good win rate. Yeah, uh, oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's more opportunity to win glass, so you win more glass, and you have better chance to win with more warbands. It's right. still a fine achievement. Yeah, I know. You still have to be able to pilot things consistently, and also change, uh, you know, you know, styles and, yeah. and decks all the time. I mean, it, it's still quite an achievement, but I mean, you need to have the opportunity to do it. Exactly. Right. All right, so last question before we get started. Uh, just in general, who's better, you or Bryce? I Because I, I, I asked him the exact same question. He said, he said him. And he was off the back of like massive victories because I've been playing yeah. skeletons and playing trash tier factions. Yeah. But then when I've been using the Reavers that he's, he's been dumping on for the past like year, mm-hmm. I managed to beat him, I think, seven out of 11 games in a row. Uh, well, seven eleven games over the past two weeks. And he was playing mostly goblins. He was playing goblins the entire time. So the entire I, time. The Reavers I, v Goblins. Are you sure it's not just like the you know, goblins pop when you when you're playing uh, Reavers? Uh, or is when it... he, no, he, it the games were always very close. There, there was a couple of blowouts for sure where okay. dice were in my favor. 
But um, I think if we were playing the same faction, same thing, it'd be pretty much a coin toss. And generally is whoever got to place the board should win those games between Bryce and I. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, like that's that's kind of what happens when you when you play so often against the same people. Like you kind of know each other's things and exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Okay. So let's move on. You were at a tournament. Was it at the Forge? It was. Yes. Yep. It was yesterday. This was yesterday. All right. So, uh, so regale us of your uh, your matches. Uh, all right. So, so, so round one. Who who'd you? So first of all, what did you bring? You brought the Reavers. I brought the Reavers, yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're my great conquest. Cool. And are, are there any particular things that you think are particularly good with the Reavers, like like cards that you have in your deck, just so that people kind of know what you're looking, what they're, what you're bringing? So, it, if if you've been onto my blog and read the God's Worn Hunt, it's very uh, sort of similar to that in build, in that it's everybody's a tool for a job. Um, um once I've got them done their thing they need to do, I don't expect them to live. And gotcha sort of like pull the trigger carefully. Don't just charge in headlong and hope for the best. Right. Uh, one of the good things that they do have is they have the, they benefit from their own guys dying. So I, I take those cards like It Begins, Corn Caesars, or, and all that kind of jazz to keep the glory up, even though my guys are dying. Martyred? Yeah, yeah, always. Okay. Yeah, no strong start though. Mm, so, yeah, yeah, I can imagine they're, they're or, more I, likely I'm, to get popped first. Just I'm, I'm very much a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if you if you lose that first turn roll off or lose that initiative roll off, there's a good chance someone's going to die. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, let's see. So, so you're bringing that in. Any any gambits or upgrades? Do you think are kind of like a little special or just kind of yeah, stuff? Spicy, uh, forceful denial. I think mm. is my my spice, uh, and that's probably it. It's all pretty standard stuff. I'm hoping to win through the law of averages. I'm scoring between like 15 to 17 glory per game. And hopefully that just sees me through. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. So <clears throat> round one, what are you playing up against? So uh, there were five five players at the event. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. No one had the warbands out as people like to do. They like to reveal it when you get to the desk or the table. Okay. I was like, okay, so Moloch probably will be here, but I might avoid him. Round one, Connor rocks up he brings out his monologue really well painted i'm like oh crap <laughs> oh no oh round one i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out um i, I managed to win though uh, over the two games um connor deployed the uh, little mushroom too far forward in the first game and Saik was able to pop it for no remorse and advancing strike and it kind of snowballed from there for me nice nice were you able to kill monologue or were you just going squig hunting uh game one squig hunting uh, yeah. The opportunity never came up to take out Molog. Uh, then we played a second game. Um, Connor did what Molog does best. He, he, he smashed me. It, it was brutal. And in round three, I, I managed to get Molog uh, with... I did, it, I did it legitimately as well. I just hit him twice with strength four. And oh, I killed him. I didn't no. use any tricks. I tried lethal strike, but it didn't work. So I just hit him again. And yeah, he was yeah. down. And from that point onwards... Coasted to victory. All right, so so you won the first match uh, two two to one, right? Two to one, yep. Not bad. Uh, how's, how's the glory differential at this point? All right. I was doing pretty well, you know. The loss was very close, and my first game, I don't think he expected the Reavers to be so fast and so uh, aggressive. Um, I managed to get something like positive. It must have been like positive twenty three after the the round was all done. Not bad after so three pretty, games. Pretty happy with it. 
All right, great. So, all right, so win win one, and you were able to take out a Molog. That's uh, yeah, that's that was, already was, kind of an achievement. All right, was, round two. Who are you playing? Uh, I played my, I guess, regular opponents at tournaments, Richard, and he was running Magors, and oh my god, everything yeah. went his way. <laughs> it yeah. was rough. When I was playing Magors, I was like, I would always love to see Reavers across the table because I basically did the same thing but better. Exactly right, yeah, and I and, and that's what the game devolved into. Uh, Rich was, I, I'm going to say, fortunate that he got spoils of battle and shade glass darts out in turn one, and didn't not roll a crit until he didn't need to to oh. kill everything. Um, and, and get this, he had seeking stones in the deck. Seeking stones? Yeah, I don't even know. Do what know what yeah, I've been seeing people play with like ranged upgrades with magic, oh. like dark darts yeah. or. All right, that would be good. Um, okay, so Seeking Stones, for those of you at home, it's uh, it's a three-range uh, upgrade attack yep. where you roll two hammers and you get one damage, but you can't... It's kind of like... It has cleave against... Cleave for dodges. dodges. Yeah. Instead Which, of, for a whole band that is entirely single dodge, dodge yeah. just trash. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it only does and, one damage, though. I mean, I don't know if I would put that in unless I mean, unless I guess you think that there's going to be a lot of dodge war bands at the tournament. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd put it in. Yeah, well, I it felt like I was like, have you tailored this? Right. <laughs> me, right? I know, I know, Jamie's coming. He's been talking he's about coming. Reavers too much. I was like, I'm bringing stones. And so, like, I, I, we ended up with this like horrible thing where like Magor or somebody would throw the shade glass darts, crit, do two damage. And then their friend would run in afterwards and finish me off. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I can't yes. do anything. I don't think I've ever seen anybody play with that card. No. It was uh, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. But I've, I've definitely seen people who play Magoras Fiends add some ranged up upgrades to range yeah. attack upgrades to their deck. I'm not sure. It's not a super terrible idea now with all the changes to, to the Woo Bar. Because I remember before the Woo Bars, like, Everything I did was just like, you know, score this when I when 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 you do like an attack and and uh, yeah. here's like an extra damage to throw on things. But a lot of that stuff is restricted now, so um, I haven't really been going in there and like re-upping the deck. And I should probably go do that. But I mean, if people are using these range attacks, it's not a bad idea in the meta right now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty accurate as well. Two hammers from range to get you inspired before you commit next turn to get that first bit of damage in. Yeah, could also be the. Magor's players are really leaning heavily on the shard gale nowadays. Yeah. Um yeah. and then just doing one damage to somebody from range if they're deliberately trying to get out of your range. Yeah. Dealing one damage to them and then playing shard gale could take out yes, at least definitely. one guy. Definitely. Yeah, I just think that the the like the damage overload version of the Magor's deck is like kind of over with all the Wubar changes. Right. Yeah. The, a lot of their stuff has been, yeah, a lot of their cards got restricted a lot of the uh aggro upgrades got or i'm uh, sorry aggro objectives got um restricted yeah. and then a, a lot of the you know like um shade glass soul trap weapons. yeah the shade glass weapons and then soul trap and uh tethered spirit got restricted also so like they're kind of th those those were well upgrades that you would see both of in almost all the magoras decks so they have to be a little more careful with how they approach because they can't just like run in kill a guy and then you know, get That's that second chance that. upgrade anymore. I just love that. Yeah. I love just running in with Magors, just 
just bummer be more careful the other now. guy no matter what. Yeah, now you got especially because be Magor exists and he can just stop you for for four right away. So you you know yeah. if you don't if you didn't bring tethered spirit or whatever, your guy's just gonna be gone. Well, not right away, but I mean, you'd have to do some stuff, but it used to be yeah. that it would be almost like right away. Yeah. All right. So, so not, not so good second round, huh? No. So I, I crashed out in the second round. It was, it, they were very close. Uh, my second game, I lost 18, 18. I wasn't on any objectives. Uh, I've been annihilated. And I was like, oh, the second tiebreaker. You had oh, been annihilated? I, like yeah. he used annihilation on you? No, no, no. I, I, no, uh, you, you had just, you had just, you lost all your guys. All, all of my fighters were dead. So I lost that game 18 18 oh. on the second tie break. And I was like, come on. <laughs> all right. So that, all right. So that ends up being an 0 2. Yeah. Yeah. That was That's an 0 2. All right. Uh, third round three. I play against a Eisen 9 player uh, whose name is Escaping Meat Miles. Um, and it was a good the 9 deck. I beat it 2 0 because he made bad player choices and we talked about it afterwards uh he, he just I think he got tunnel visioned on violence and could have won with a simple move right uh, yeah uh, he was adjacent uh garrick was adjacent to vortimus in the second game uh it was very very close on glory and he was like if i hit him and kill him i'll score the one for the kill and i'll score a load in the darkness and i'll get uh keep him guessing however if he had just moved away he just still got keeping guessing because of the uh, on card ability from summoning a blue horror and he'd have got alone in the darkness he just he just tunnel visioned and um, he just like decided to shoot or, he, or kill. He, yeah he decided to hit him well magor and, has a stupid face so you gotta yeah 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 even um, stupider yeah i've i've won games before where i like looked at the situation and because again playing this was went back when i was playing magors and i was like I, and I was looking at going like, well, Magor's likes to kill things, but I'm up two, and if I just run away, there's no chance of him catching yeah. up with me. And I have, you know, conquest or whatever it was at the time. And it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just go over there, score four glory, and chances are he's not going to be able to do that. So, so there there are some situations where you have to kind of, you know, have, uh, you know, what's what's the word like court vision. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in basketball, they call it court vision. Like, where is everybody? You know, your 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 shades by your IQ, I guess, and just be like, you know what? Just I'm just gonna go run into the corner and just wait. Just what? Let, let this. Yeah. End. yeah. So I mean, it, it was a very good Eyes the Nine deck. Um, some some dice went against me. There was a an instance where I crit hit with Garrick and he double critted out of it, and I was like, ah, oh, screw ah, this game. I hate dice games, but yeah. um, yeah. it sometimes happens. Um. But yeah, that, it was a good as the nine deck, and I ended up coming uh, second at the tournament overall with 100 glory scored, but 85 conceded. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the Reavers. I'm going to carry on with them. Keep going until you get it. Yeah, pretty much. See, I like that. I like that attitude. Don't, don't don't stop just because you had a you know like you didn't make it to the mountaintop. Like keep going yeah. until you're on the mountaintop. Exactly. I appreciate that. All right, that sounds good, man. Um, so let's uh, let's move on and let's get started with Godsworn. Yes. Um, which, by the way, not as bad as I thought. No, I, 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 I'm in the same boat with you there, pal. They're, they're, they're not great. No. They're not top tier. But they're not bottom tier. You can win no. with this. And people have been, uh, including you. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Um, let's get started by talking about the character cards. Uh, first, let's uh, talk about um, a few things that kind of stand out about it. Um, 
what do we like about these characters? The first thing that we have on the list is that they are very rangy. Yeah, with the javelin and with the bow, um, you've got um, the speed in general. You can generally dictate the engagement in your favor. Yeah, and if you're very smart about uh, you know board placement, which we'll talk about later, and where to spawn certain characters, you can definitely keep them in places where they are unhittable and where then they can come in and um, and use range attacks or just their speed to, to get those uh, hits without being in danger to begin with. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a big difference. Um, and of course, you can play the, the cover ground objective. It's not bad. You just use spectral wings or throw a... You a know, great a, speed on someone. Yeah, great speed or sprinter on something, and, and, and you'll score that. Um, let's see, how, how many of them do five? Grundon does five when he's inspired. The dog uh, does five. Grundon, Grohl, and Yagathra. They're the so five. So half of your uh, warband has access to a five-speed movement when you're uh, inspired. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's that. Uh, a couple of other things that point out, uh, to point out is that, man, do they die easily. Yeah, the health pools across the board are trash. Um, really so, bad. Uh, you, you can't expect them all to make it to the end of the game. And if they do, you're doing very, very well. Yeah, you only, you only have 15 health throughout the, the whole thing. So, yeah. And they don't go up when they're inspired. They're kind of the same. Um, yeah. And uh, that is that is more than like Curse Breakers, because Curse Breakers, we're only talking about a health pool of about 12, but um, but they just have much better defense. Yeah, it, it's weird, the, the health pool thing, because I, I was having to think about it last night, and even if you have less health overall, but it's consolidated into three models, that's better because you can yeah. only give out three glory, whereas these guys can give out six glory if you just kill them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's one of the, it's kind of, I don't want to call it a, a design flaw, but it kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Because it's just when you consolidate into into less things, like look at Molog. You know, when you yeah. consolidate a lot of power into one thing, uh, the, the the faction tends to be a little bit more uh, competitive rather than spreading it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I 100% agree with that. I mean, I mean, guard, you know. Guard, kind of thorns, thorns, the Fire Queen are a little bit of the out, outlier for that one. Simply they have so much uh, push tech. They have so know. much push. They don't need to yeah. move. They can move a lot at once. Like That doesn't really exist elsewhere. Goblins have scurry, but it doesn't really function the same. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of wish with the Godsworn that they had just done a little bit more with them. Like, I feel it's just a, I just like a little bit extra. You know, maybe maybe they would like get more defense when they're inspired, or maybe a, yeah. an extra die when they're inspired. You know, just I think, a little I think, thing. I, think I, I have a feeling like with most dodge war bands, and you've seen it the progression of the design into season two of Night Vault, is that the season one dodge war bands feel weak. Yeah, because they don't get double dodge without. Like without acrobatic or without blood slick or without some sort of positive defense, whereas the season two or most majority have double dodge when they inspire. Yeah, uh, like the right? The Vortimus. Yeah, the goblins have it. The yeah. these guys don't. One of them does, and it, it feels like like for Do they? the skeletons, if the warden at least got double dodge. Yeah, uh, although. All gets a double, and then Sean changes to a shield. Yeah, yeah. so the, 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 like defense stats change when they inspire, and oh, it just feels bad to see some more warbands when you're still on one dodge when you're inspired. Yeah, I mean they they get a little bit more accurate 
and some of them get a little bit uh, harder hitting, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, they get cleave, so the guys like uh, Alo and Shond yeah. get super accurate versus shields. Alo, too. Yeah, oh, he gets get two get two dodges when he's in. Yeah, he gets, he's he's a good he's a good lad, Alo. Yeah, he's not like bad. Him. All right, so we got that. Um, they have the range attacks, which is really great because uh, again, if you're if if you're good about placing them uh, in the right spots when you charge, you can really still kind of protect them, even though they're able to make their attacks. Um, we wanted to talk about how Shand is the is the first character where when you inspire him, you get to change from dodges to shields. Yeah, a minute ago. It, it, I mean, we saw it first happen with the uh, mad. Glass Gargan guy. What was he? Oh, Mike? yeah, right. The, Glass the, the Gargan. Gargan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we first thought that it's nice to see it actually in the game. And this warband specifically feel like an, uh, an adventure into future design space for warbands. We see like lots of their stats change when they get inspired. Their inspires quite unique to them. Mm. Um, and and I, I, I think the developers, David Sanders and his team, have done a, a good job with these. Um, and hopefully we see more like it in future. I think the oaths are fantastic. That's such a good. Um, I like the idea. Of that. Yeah, I'd like. I, but of course, with this particular version of the warband, we'll, and we'll talk about this later. There's really only one that seems to be like viable, Stand, standout. Yeah. But uh, but maybe in the future we'll see more of them that are a little bit more um, able to be to be used in in competitive play. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last thing that we said about about the character cards is uh, that they have really good accuracy and, and, and that, and that when we, when we put stuff into the deck, we're building around trying to make sure that the accuracy gets heightened. Yeah, definitely. Right. So we're, we're playing stuff like Haymaker in there. We're playing stuff like Potion of Rage in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Field by Fury, all, all those cards that let you manipulate or add dice to your pool um, are, Pretty golden for this warband. I think so too. We'll, we'll come on to what, as to why that is a little bit later, I guess. Absolutely. All right. So uh, let's talk about the cards from the pack, and we're only going to talk about the ones that we really like. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time with the ones that that are either like you know mediocre uh, or bad. Um, so we're just going to talk about uh, the faction specific ones first. Uh, the first one that we have, let me get it out, is a worthy deed, uh, which we like. I've been using it. Yeah, I dropped it from mine, um, and that might be uh, a flaw on my part uh, from playing a lot against Bryce's Goblins with them. Mm. Um, I dropped this for no remorse in the end because uh, because I wanted to beat Bryce. But gotcha. it, it, it did help in the end because I had to play a Molog player, and I'm not killing Molog without good luck or fortune, right. but I can kill his squigs with my range stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Um. Or, or just with someone with strength three, and no remorse actually becomes quite viable against Molog's critters. So I think it's worth taking. I, I think but, that that's also a little a bit of a meta call. Like you do have to look yeah. around. Like when when I run into things, I'm definitely running into curse breakers a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm running into Magors. I'm running into uh, other stuff where four wounds and, and you know people putting great fortitude on things. Yes. So I, I am seeing a lot of uh, four war bands. So so, oh so for me. 
having having that a worthy deed is actually a good call but i can see if you're you know if you're playing goblins a lot like that like that who was that guy who was say who won uh you know one got with with goblins against like three goblins if you're in yeah. that meta definitely take no remorse boss, yeah john yeah. john greenwood he's, a, he's been on the goblins for a while he's a really good player oh there you go it, 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 i'm really disappointed that that's probably not the guy from radiohead <laughs> it's yeah. not right no, no okay because if that if it was that would be pretty incredible it's like first he's like a sick musician and now he's killing <laughs> it in, in underworld all right anyway um so there's that let's see what else did we like we liked oath of conquest because we like the oaths and we think conquest is the one to you oh definitely it's yeah. so hard to stop if you get three people in their territory like uh, you've got to wait for warband out in which case you probably lost already anyway um so yeah it's just a good card and with uh, superior tactician making it onto the restricted list this was a perfect three glory end game replacement yep. yep yeah and and you can you can show your opponent all day it's like your your guys are just too fast yeah exactly yeah you're gonna score you know, a, a hidden paths in at the end and they can't do anything about it if you put someone in the corner of a board they're not they can't be pushed off on edge checks and they can get hidden paths in after the game's over pretty much sounds good all right um i'm gonna give i'm gonna give a thumbs up to ensorcel javelin um just because i really like using jigathra and if you can keep her alive and position her well you can just keep throwing cleave stuff from a distance yeah so i i kind of like it but i can see why people don't because all the you know all these characters you, you can't expect anybody to to stay alive for too long yeah, Jagathra has always died first turn pretty much for me. So I, I poo-poo this objective, uh, this, this upgrade. But no, I, I, I see I see the value in it, though. Yeah, I, I've been I've been using it. Um, the only problem is it's really bad if she dies and then you draw it up later. But yeah. I mean, that's well, true with a lot the of The good thing about it is that normally when Jagathra uses her range attack, she can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's yep. it's a one-use-only thing on her fighter card. So if you put the Ensorcel Javelin on, you can attack more than once from from range and, plus yeah, and she's attack. terrible in close combat she's she's terrible up close anyway so yeah yeah but i do love her and i i, I try to protect her and then and then throw in sorcerer javelin and just like pop things from a distance plus it gives you um access to cleave and of course you're probably playing what armor in this deck so just yeah. another opportunity all right um and then we also said oath sworn attack was a pretty good one yeah that, just uh, yeah. Plus one dice to your next attack action. It's it's solid. I mean, it, I ended up dropping it from my deck because I felt I was leaning too much into bonus dice and had ignored other parts of the game. But it, it's a good option and nice to have in in there as well. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think I'm using it either because I'm flipping through my version of the deck right now and I don't see it. But um, I do think it's not it's not terrible. It's definitely something you have to consider. Maybe it doesn't make the cut, but but it's it's close. It's on the it's like a bubble card. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then. And well, it's good one... if you it's good if you only have this pack or you're working on building your yeah. collection. Yeah, and you need, definitely. Because you yeah. need you must have extra dice cards in in this uh, God's Warrant. Yeah. Right. So if you don't have if you, you know, don't have haymaker or, or light armor or, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Right. Potion of rage yet? Then this is definitely yeah. one to use. In the if you don't have potion of rage yet, then I know I, you gotta, I, you I, I can't help that. you. What, what what which one is that in? Potion of Rage is that uh, uh, that Eyes of the Nine, I think. Yeah, Eyes of the Nine. Yeah, yeah, one of those. But yeah, there's a lot of good cards in those two packs. Um, definitely worth going for. 
Um, and then of course we also really like, and I think everybody understands that this is like the one faction specific upgrade that you got to have in the Oathsworn deck if you're going to use it and that's Path to Glory. Yeah. Plus one cool. wounds brings any of your, brings some of your guys up to four or three, depending on what you have left over. Having yeah. an extra die is always good. Um, drawback is they have to already have something on them, but yeah. that means that they have to already be inspired, but um I it's mean, such a good upgrade, so valuable. Yeah. One dice, like get, getting this on Grundon. So he's rolling three three hammers. Hopefully, you've got great strength on him. Three hammers, four damage. It's just juicy. Yeah, that's good stuff. Now. Four, uh, right. it's the best. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, I, I, am I wrong by saying that this is just like a six glass cannons? No, that is exactly what they are. Yeah, there's, I mean, five, yeah. there's five glass cannons and, and five a brawl. glass cannon and a dog. Yeah, and Yeah, <laughs> good boy, good boy. Uh, you 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 know Rip Tooth. You know <laughs> Rip Tooth, but you're still a good boy. Yeah, you can run through some lethal hexes for me at some point. Exactly, we'll talk about that. In a minute. <laughs> okay, um, as far as universal cards that we would want to play in this deck um which, which which ones that we got over here okay so these are wait are these are ones we want to play in the deck not the, the, the ones the that we like no uh, these are from the pack yeah from the pack but okay. good cards basically okay that these are just good cards that maybe you want to play elsewhere okay yeah. so we have long strider auto include for Molog. auto include for Molog. anybody uh, out there playing Molog? if you're not playing long strider like you know how he does two movements or two charges you can just get a glory for that. So long strider sticking in there. Let's yeah, it's go. a score immediately for moving twice and it lets you put an upgrade out, you know, when yeah. you probably shouldn't shouldn't already. You know, if the, if your opponent is playing KG and trying to stop you from, you know, turn one charging or whatever, then you just get that glory and Yeah. It's it's also that. also pretty pretty good in um uh Spoke of Guard if you just move a petitioner into uh Little hexes, he dies, resurrect him, do it, resurrect him, do it again. again. It's a free glory. Hopefully, you scored martyred off the movements in the first place. You could conceivably do the same thing with uh, with the, the rats, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, if if you can resurrect, it's a good card for you because you remove the tokens now. Or if you're playing already things like potion of grace, goblins love it because they can do some jank with scurry. So when you score it in a single activation, uh, I just say I <laughs> spoke to this about Bryce, and we were like, my god, mind blown. That you could have the first goblin with potion of grace uh, adjacent to another goblin, just move into another adjacent hex to that initial adjacent goblin. This is the, that goblin scurries, which oh, then triggers scurry, and that triggers scurry on the very very first one with the potion of grace, so you can score long strider in one move, and you get a second movement. Nice, a little bit of a daisy chain, but it was like, right. good yeah. card. Yeah, all right, so that's good cool. Card. We like that one. Um, we, I, I think that there, any time when you have something where you can do multiple movements or there's movement shenanigans where you are it, doing a move action, you can of course do it off of uh, ready for action if you want to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely worth having. Um, all right, so the next one we said, and 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 this is a this is a Jamie uh, the spicy suggestion. one. Oh yeah, the spicy magical mastery, which is you you get three glory in any end phase but you have to successfully cast six or more spells in the preceding action phase so if you are playing a defensive or like super passive curse breaker deck 
you can score this so easily if you load up on um, Gambit spells. That are super easy. Yeah, like... That are like what, single channels. And you put some innates in and just give it give give one of those innates to a like Ramis Arastus and have them as their action auto cast their spell and then so that's that's four spells down and then at some point you uh cast oh, two, yeah. two things. That's six spells, that's three glory. Uh, you did, haven't didn't have to go near anybody. If you longboard, sit right back, you can do that. That is not a bad point. Okay. It, 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 it's also like I tried this in Eyes of the Nine and took eight Gambit spells and was one short of it coming off. But in Curse Breakers, that card, if you're playing defensively, is money. Okay. Well, there you go. Anybody well, a lot of people, uh, Curse Breakers out there. A lot of people out there want to make the spell Gambit deck a thing. I don't think it's quite there yet. No. But if uh, you want to play that regardless, this is a nice uh, upgrade or a objective to have in your in your deck. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's move on. We also have one that I've been using in my Curse Breakers deck, and you can see it on one of the, the, the last bat rep for Salvation we did. Seer of Gher. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Seer of Gher. Sphere of Gher. Of Gher. 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 All right. So this one. is one of those one of those wonderful single channel gambit spells that you would probably yep. use if you're doing magical mastery anyway if the spell is cast the first attack action made by a fighter which by the way you don't have to attack anybody you could just like cast it and just have it to you know add up on your magical mastery thing but if you do plan on attacking something um it has to be made by a fighter standing within four hexes of the caster which could just be yourself has what plus one dice and the spell persists until the attack action is made or the caster is out of action, whichever happens first. It is a relatively easy one to do. It's always nice to have an extra die. Mm. Don't do it at the wrong time or your opponent gets the benefit. Yes, the of course. Always. Oh, I, I've always said, if you're doing something offensive, do it on your opponent's power step. And if you're doing something defensive, do it on your own power step. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Sphere of Gher. I don't know if it makes the cut, but it's definitely something there, especially if you're trying to... Oh, and of course, it would inspire one of your Thunder Buddies because they yeah, inspire in the... Inspire the boss and then run with the three dice. Yep. I didn't uh, realize this, good. but there are a lot of Sphere cards in the game. There's... Yeah, there's oh, yeah. six already. Six. There's probably be two more because there's going to be eight you know, things. So I well, how many, the, well I think there's nine. There are nine Mortal Realms. In Age of Sigmar, are oh are these all the mortal yeah, realms? Yeah. Oh, I would have no idea because I don't follow the lore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, there you go. So there these are... these are all attributed to the the mortal oh, realms. So in, maybe in, one uh... will. Oh, maybe they'll do a wizards pack. Oh, hope so. right, like the leaders pack. I think yeah. I think I, I've heard this like kind of like mentioned very vaguely, but I, it's not like a like on on the Facebooks pages, but it's not a bad idea no, that, that they would cool. like have that would be like the ninth one there you go that makes sense yeah. all right um so there we go and then um let's see uh archer's um, focus archer's focus i'm just looking up the archer it's uh, a range three attack or range three or more attack you get to reroll one of the dice which is real handy for fast riders or you yep. know uh got one hunt yep you can use it in them too um you yeah, I mean, rerolls are not as good as extra dice, I would say. 
um, just because of the crit possibilities. But um, yeah, I can. I mean, I can see this used. I mean, it, obviously, far striders would. Yeah, this, this would be very helpful. I used to use awakened weapon and uh, helpful whispers in far strider, but both of those yeah. got restricted, so I'll probably swap that out for this one. This is this. This one's nice. There's some fighters frosty, uh, not the fighter frosties from this pack, but those two cards combo very nicely for far strider to start critting for three damage. Mm -hmm. All right. Juicy. Moving on, uh, we have a uh, blessing. There seem to be a lot of blessings as well. Mm. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven blessings already. Um, oh, no, one of them is Gorkamorka's blessing, and one of them is Grimnir's blessing. So those that's from the Shadespire's uh, season. But uh, we still have Blessing of Zinch, Fiery Blessing, Fungal Blessing, Blessing of Argentine, which is the one we're going to talk about right now, Blessing of Vitrix. All right, anyway, but Blessing of Argentine... Uh, you put it on, it's a, it's an upgrade during an adjacent enemy's attack action that damages this fighter. Their attacker suffers a damage. So this is not too bad. I've seen people tr asking about like, should we be using this? Um, I think that if you're playing Molog's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, um, I've seen this on Molog. I think it's matchup dependent though, because if somebody's, you know, like shooting you from a distance, this doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, just one damage doesn't really do all that much. Um, so I, I'm not a huge fan of this one. Yeah. But I can see it on Molog. Yeah, I can see it. It has to be something that's going to get hit several times and not die. And I yeah. think I think Molog is the only candidate for this, but I think that there's other stuff that you have to Dude, put in that deck. Steel Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Steel Hard. You could put it on, uh, you know, uh, Storm Sire. You could put it on, uh, what's her name? Stuff on him. Bright Shield. Sure. Yeah, Bright Shield's a good candidate for this. Yeah, if they it, miss, you hit them, and if they hit you, you still yeah, take they, you, they hit you, they take a damage, then you could potentially counterattack them with hit their... Hit right back. You, yeah. you know, you, you have to take a damage for this blessing to work, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so if you put it on Bright Shield, you either hit her and you take damage, or you miss the attack and she gets to hit you and she's inspired. Right. It seems pretty good on her. Yeah, I'd I give her that. Yep. All right. <clears throat> um, let's see. What else we got? Uh, I uh, said... We got Nullstone. The Nullstone Spear yeah. uh, is good for turning your really chaffy little nobodies into someone to actually keep an eye on. Um, range 2 is nice. Hammers is good. Almost. and damage is solid. Yeah. Works um, with great strength. Works with great strength. Electra if you're shooting at a wizard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably not auto in any deck like the old shade uh, glass weapons are, but it's something to always consider as an option. Yep. Okay. That's a good one. Um, all right. And now for the big one. Are we ready? Tome of Offerings. Ban it. The literal, this is a $30 card. Ban this card. And what I mean by this is that this is the reason why you spend $30 on this expansion, Unless even you if you don't want to play. This is a $15 Tom card. She's getting long strider as well. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. That's definitely so, true. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, Tome of Offerings, uh, you get an extra glory if you kill something. It's a uh, trophy hunter, uh, but, but, but for anybody. It's too good. It, I think this needs to go on restricted minimum. I know people on the Facebook groups and on Discord say, oh, but usually it becomes really telegraphed what you're about to do and you can stop the attacks from coming in. Well, you can't stop it on Molog. Yeah the long and short of that one and it skews the game heavily in his favor what if you're playing well, magors and you play this and uh and uh what is it was it trophy hunter. Hunter. Oh, trophy hunter. hunter. if i play trophy hunter and this on magor and he's killing things 
the three glory a piece. Like I, I've seen games and I've I've had games where I've had Tome of Offerings score me five glory against the goblins. And Bryce is like, I literally can't do anything about that. You've scored yeah. objectives and you've scored five glory extra from the kills you've taken this game. That's like having an extra phase of a game. And granted five's a lot, but on average even, even like getting, two or three is pretty significant. I say, on average you're getting at least two, I'd say, yeah. if you're like good player with this and that sort of skill disparity someone who's good gets far more work out of this yeah. than someone who's not so good and that widens the gap between good players and average players which is or not somebody who's lucky or someone who's just very lucky yeah definitely yeah. all right it's really so... impressive on the on the many models warbands with with low health where they have a lot of guys that are easy to kill right like and the, and... night haunt or uh goblins. skeletons, yeah. skeletons. Despise yeah, especially stuff. if you if you're relying on uh you know like, you, resurrecting, you yeah. yeah, you have to bring them back to inspire them and get them decent, which then offers up to more glory, and it just feels oppressive, especially when they lost um, extreme extreme flank. I know everybody lost that, but it hurt the big warbands more, and then this came out, and it feels like really twisting the knife in. Yeah, no the, pun intended. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like for me, talking about things that belong on the restricted list um, on the woo bar. Um, I, I, for me, there are three boxes that I think that you have to, you have to check in yeah. order to, to, to put them on there. And I've, I've said this before, and that is if the, if the, everybody's playing it, that's a good reason to put it on, on the restricted list. If, um, if it's OP. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I think that you need is confusion, like people not really knowing how to play it properly. And I think the things that are banned are all three of those things. And I think the things that are restricted are like two out of three, right? Yeah. So I feel as though Tome of Offerings is definitely OP and everybody's definitely using it. So that might be a reason to put it on there. I don't think it should be banned because yeah. it's, I don't think it's confusing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the band camp for it. I, th I think there's a place for it in the game. I just, if, if, if it was leader restricted, I, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, if it was, well, I mean, but then you still get to use it with Molog and you still get to use it with Nagor. You do, but at least you know Fine. the leader is going to have that on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who's going to... Yeah, I got you. All right, but Tome of Offerings, definitely a great card out of here. Long Strider, definitely a great card in certain warbands, but Tome of Offerings, like, like anybody who's playing aggressively, trying to kill stuff, I think you have to put it in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so let's let's get back to the, uh, to the faction itself. Um, let's start talking about play styles and... Um, I think that when you are discussing what playstyle is good to 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 do for a particular faction, it's always a good idea to remind yourself of all of their strengths and weaknesses so you can kind of figure out what their best way of doing things are. Because people have been talking about maybe doing uh, this, you know, like like an objectives because you got six uh, six characters. Um, but but you and I both kind of sat on. Uh, you know, aggro, like for me, I only, I really like to play aggro. I like to run in, roll dice. Um, so for me, I think that's exciting and, uh, you know, chain stuff off of the attacks and stuff. So, so for me, yeah. it was, I was very natural going into aggro. Um, but uh, let's talk about um, just the strengths of this uh, group. Um, so first strength, as we said before, is uh, dice. Yeah, they're, they're accurate boys and girls in this warband. Yeah, they, they they land stuff. They have a lot of dice. There's a lot of three uh, three dice attacks, and of course they have a lot of stuff 
they roll a lot of crits because they roll a lot of dice, and it right. can be even though your attacks aren't particularly great, the fact that you are hitting crits mean that they're likely to hit, and that, that's basically what I always dug for or hoped for. Right. With these okay. attacks, we talked about how they have really good speed and range. Yep. Um. So that's, that's yeah another great thing for for if you're aggro because you can set up in places where your opponent can't strike you but you can strike them. Um, they have a high number of fighters, which is both good and bad. Yeah, um, they're, they're negatives, but you've also got some freedom of how to use your fighters because there's always more. Right. And then, right, exactly. You have a lot more options. And then, of course, we, we also said as a non-in-game like in -game thing, but we said that they have, uh, from a design perspective, they're really interesting because they have added to the game a lot of new things that we haven't seen before, like the like the defense characteristic change, the oats, yeah. um, you know, so it, it there has been a lot of uh, cool design space that they've added in. Yeah. And I guess like something else for design space, they have the, fir the first, like, the possibility of getting the game's first level three wizard. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's really a great not, thing not, to do with them. I, I don't think it is. And, and I think um, I've seen some people try to build i i i've played against an objective slash magic based build and it wasn't good yeah uh, okay. it's the short long and short of it compared to the aggressive build i think aggression aggression is their competitive build yeah I, i'm gonna have to agree with you we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later um so uh, all right and then as far as their weaknesses go uh Basically, their major weakness is defense. They just don't have defense. Yeah, they, they and don't rely on it at all. No, they they, they will die. That's yeah. the long, long and short of that one. Oh, they will die. <laughs> they will die every time. It crushes me. I'm like, oh no, Jagathra, no. <laughs> all right. Um. Anyway, so... I know Max likes Jagathra a lot, I so Jagathra. I tend to go hey, for look. her look. early. I just, I just, yeah, you're just doing that just to make me feel bad. I'm like, this, this is not a good so idea, bad. but I'm going to hidden paths and kill Jagathra. Yeah. <laughs> crush your soul. And then and you're like, oh, God damn it. That's my, my favorite Jagathra, I shall avenge yeah. you. <laughs> um, all right. So there's that. Um, maybe they would. I know we were saying that, like, maybe the, the issue is that if they had a little bit more defense, a little bit, um, you know, either on, you know, um, you know, on their inspiration, like some more dice, or if they all change to shields or something like yeah. that. But they uh, don't. So, they don't. So, yeah. so they suffer. None of that. Uh, next point is my is one that my very first tournament impeded me so much, and that was that normally if you pull up your power cards and you see four like meh upgrades and a ploy, you just throw it away because you're going to get some juicy ploys ready for turn one. Right. These guys, that's four inspiration cards you no longer have. Yeah. Um, your opening hand can feel They're just really... gone, yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, ah, oh, I, I, I can't inspire everybody now. Or right. I could. But I'm going to try and stack some on somebody. So, like, someone's not getting an upgrade. Yeah. So, so the issue here is that whereas with most um, factions, you would mulligan if, in, in only one case, and that is I have too many upgrades. And yeah. with these guys, you kind of have to mulligan in both cases. You have to mulligan if you have too many upgrades, but you kind of have to mulligan if you have too many ploys too. Yeah, unless you've got like... So I ran improvisation in case this came, came up. Uh, I ended up taking it out of the deck because it, it, it wasn't helping, um, sadly. Yeah. 
Okay. But uh, yeah, if, if you 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 want three ploys and two upgrades turn one, and it kind of forces your decision making on the turn to how much you can get out of those upgrades in your hand and whether you should mulligan or not in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's tough. It just adds another another issue you got to think about when you're playing this warband. Yeah. Yeah, and and another issue that we were talking about how um, how if you're gonna play them and if you're gonna play them aggro, which again we're we're agreeing is the best competitive way to play them, you do have to pick because they're so like you can ex get exploded really easily. You yeah. really have to pick your timing and distances very carefully. Positioning on the board is a big deal for them. Yeah, I, I think this is a wall band that really rewards experienced players. Who can predict what what their opponents' warbands likely to do, and try and play around that. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. So, um, so let's talk about matchups for a minute. If you're playing Godsworn and you're looking across the table, what don't you want to see? Magors. Don't want to see Magors. <laughs> don't want to see Magors. God, that. I am glad I never had to play that matchup because that okay. seems like the worst thing ever. Yeah, because you're gonna do you're gonna hit them, but they they're just so tanky and and they're almost as fast as as the uh, the Godsworn. Yeah, well, as soon as soon as they're inspired, they're one shot in. Everybody, and Riptooth are terrifying, terrifying yeah. prospect yeah. to deal with. And and Shand when he changes when if you if you know and you want to get Shand inspired right. because he's yes. gonna have the cleave, but now he can be cleaved. Exactly, and it, it right. puts the game in a bit of a, so that, I think that's I think that is their worst matchup. All right. So any anything full aggro, yeah. Um, but especially Magors. Um, what about is she, what about with Molog? Did you go against Molog with? Uh... Yeah, I, I I played against Molog and I, I managed to uh, beat him uh, two and zero. What do you do? Just run around him? Yeah. So the the thank goodness for Yegathra's javelin. Uh, yeah. That's the bat squig, which let me score advance and strike like those kind of ploys um, objectives. Um, because of their speed, they can get past Molog and force Molog to make decisions about do I press forwards and hit Threadra because I've probably played Victorious Duel, in which case he's not going back and hitting the Squishies who are then killing the Critters. Um, because the deck also has so many plus dice cards and they roll so many naturally, uh, I was able to get a... Um, oh, the name's escaping me. Lethal Strength. That's the one. Yeah. Crit, do double damage and killed Molog in one attack. That's nice. That that that's got to be feel bad for the Molog player. Well, he didn't realize at first, uh, so I was like, right, Thedra's got great strength on, so this critical hit will double up to six, and the plus one comes on because of the way they've ruled it in the designer's commentary. So I was like, I've got enough to do it. I'll just I'll just throw the dice and hope. And he was like, whoa! He saw the crit. He was like, what what's all this that's happened then? And he, I was like, you've taken seven damage. And he started putting the wound counters onto Molog. <laughs> Why? And, 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 oh, like, sorry you're dead mate just take just take yeah, yeah. the big guy off just that's take like, him off that's enough to kill him and he was like oh oh well, you've probably won then and i was like <laughs> i sure hope so like <laughs> you now win without Molog. yeah i like that i think and, and we were saying that lethal strikes like definitely a good a good one yeah. to put into this deck because you'll you'll end up one-shotting some stuff occasionally yeah including maybe, I don't know, a giant troll. All right. Um, as far as matchup goes, uh, if you're playing Godsworn and you're looking across the table, what do you want to see? You want to see, basically, anything with, like, three health is golden for you. Um, so generally that ends up being things like goblins, skeletons, reavers, things that 
you can predict their playstyle easier. So hold objectives nice, defensive is okay because you've got the tools to reach them. Yep. Um, Knock them off of stuff. You can shoot at them. Yeah. Or, or things like Reavers who are, are aggressive but don't have the full capability until they get their upgrades. So you could actually do them in with your base attacks in turn one. That, that, that would be my. That, 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 that's what I'd hope to see. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So next question is so what cards are we adding? to the the decks and we've talked a lot about accuracy cards but what other cards are we adding to these decks that we agree on um that will make them will will make them even more competitive uh more movement shenanigans but not ones that like push you per se things that increase your speed to help that cover ground and conquest at the end of the game right so so So, spectral wings spectral wings hidden paths great speed Yep, got that. Fameway crystal because of what it is. I think Fameway in general. Yeah. Interacts with cover ground, which boggles my mind still. Well, I mean, now you got to play cover ground. Yeah, you have to. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, they're the cards that I'd include for them to make them better. Also, things like Glory Seeker and Great Strength to push your fighters up to three and four damage, respectively. Right. Um, Restricted cards, though, I. Pretty much stuck it all into objectives that were easy to score. So advancing strike, change of tactics, alone in the darkness. I think. Yeah, was... you did alone in the darkness. I think I did. No, give me a quick, quick. I don't know. It just seems like if you got six guys, like you're probably not scoring that round one. Let's see, what did I have? Advancing change. Ah, oh, there it is. Advancing change, escalation, and fired up because it was pretty easy to score. Uh, yeah, I think that I took fired up out because I wanted to put trap in. Yeah, I, I see the argument for trap, especially with the javelin and the bow. Right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, and and also I have um, I have shining example because I figure if you're gonna if you're gonna put something on somebody, you're probably gonna put it on Thedra. Yeah. Um, I'd actually put that as a strength for them. From from the way I played it, was that I didn't care about Thedra if she died or not. She was actually a great first wave for me mm. because in the deck that I've written on the blog. There's no leader cards in there at all. There's yeah. No limited to her. There's no if your leader's on the battlefield, do you can do this. Or there's no if your leader's alive, do this. Or if your leader kills someone. So she was expendable to me. Mm. I mean, it, it, for, for me, it's like she's she and Grundon are like my two one-shot candidates. Yes. So um, because they just, they, they basically inspire to exactly the same card, only Grundon's a little faster. Um, yeah. So, and then of course, Thedra can do the wizardy stuff, but you're not going to do a lot of wizardy stuff with her anyway. So, um, so, you know, having Thedra around, like, yeah, I mean, it, Gr- Grundon's like my second choice, I think. It, but, but I, I like, I like Thedra. She was, uh, she was in there. She was able to help. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, uh, where, where, where are we up to? Oh, yeah. Uh, Has the, so the FAQ, the, the, the February one dropped, um, kind of, since you you were working with your god's horn so um any upgrades that you any sorry any sorry i shouldn't use the word upgrades because that's an actual term uh any changes to the deck that you felt like you needed to make after that okay so obviously there's uh sudden growth and deathly fortitude the upgrades that you probably could have got restricted and they got taken out i mean they, they have the speed to get around their negatives and they are just a positive to them um but in the end, I ended up dropping those for more accuracy buffs, um, like Challenge Seeker. Yep. Uh, 
and basically lived and died on my own uh, health stat and just was like, well, if they hit me, they're going to kill me. So I'll just lean into that skid a bit more and yeah. make sure my attacks are more accurate before I die. Right. I, that, that's what I, I, I noticed myself doing was just being like, well, he's going to die anyway. Might as well do a lot of damage before she goes. Everybody goes out in a blaze of glory in this one. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think that's the way you have to get into your head that they aren't going to survive. But as long as one does, it's fine because you can just go over conquest then. All right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, let's move on. All right. So let's talk about board choice. Um, so let's talk about uh, what are you going to, first of all, which boards do we like, you know, if we're going to win the role and which ones do we like, if we're going to lose the role and how would you deploy and all that stuff. So, so how, how are you running it? So for me, if, so warband dependent um, against like a, a Molog, I'd want, if I've won the role to play that new uh, board without a name, but with the three hexes. Yeah, oh, with all those three, like, right, yeah, and just, like, shove it right in his face. Shove it right in his face, go diagonal, make it so he has to come in past them. Um, if, it were, if it was against a warband I was more confident, I would be the aggressor against. I'd want a big, nice open board so I could rush in and start uh, hitting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally with the, so, wide deployment, but with more hexes at the back so I can use my speed and range to engage on my turns. Right, yeah, I was. I found myself playing wide a lot with just like open. Like I would use mirror well a yeah. lot, um, and I would I would turn it so that the uh, those four starting hexes are in the back. So I yeah, yeah. hide Zedra and Jagathra and Alo and maybe the dog. Yeah, um, and then just put and then Sean and Grundon a little bit further up. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're gonna they're they're gonna get a couple wax in just like early on. Exactly. Um, but I think that's and and why why lethal hexes? You said that you like the you like that. I think if you're playing Martyred and you have one of these big warbands but with low health, Martyred is a great way for you to guarantee you're going to get a glory. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which you need because you want to start inspiring things. Inspiring, you want to start getting them out. Um, so if, if you run over some lethal hexes with somebody... So I did it with Grawl against um, Molog. So as I said, got that deployment where it's diagonal, three wide, big three hex bunch in the front. Grawl was the only model that he could, in turn one, reach and charge. He made me go first, or he drew a card, I can't quite remember. So I just ran Grawl straight into those lethal hexes to score my martyred and to deny him any cards. Right. Yeah, we both got um, a glory from it. But that meant that I could firstly draw a new objective and was more likely to score Escalation because right. we both got glory. Yeah, and then on top of that, you're now dictating the engagement a little bit more because what's he going to do? There's nobody around. He's got to go around those things, yeah. He has to move up near those lethal hexes and I can then get, say, a javelin and a push into it. So it, it, that that worked nicely. And I loved the idea of Grawl just dying for my... Yeah. <laughs> Better than that, uh, what is that one where you can just like kill a guy and put a thing on something? Oh... Dark something. <laughs> something. But do, do you, um, exactly. your opponent would get a glory, but could you score martyred off of that? Uh, yeah, your okay. fighter is the first to be taken out of action this turn. Okay. So then I guess, yeah. So then I guess you would score that in that case also. And, and, and that's that's like the <laughs> usage of it is that you score that and they don't score strong start. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Um, so let's see. And if you lose the role, what are you what are you showing them? Um, depending on their warband, uh, ideally something with some um, blocked hexes. So the is it uh, Shaishan Stardial, the one with the three single blocked hexes. 
Uh, hold on, let me get let me go get my boards out. The 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 one that has like three of them. Oh no, I took my thing. Oh, Which one is it? The one with three right next to each the, the, the three that are all connected? No, the one uh that has the three single okay. Oh, that is called the soul refractor. Soul refractor. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so I, I like that one to hide away a little bit more because you've got the speed and you've got the range. You can um, sit back and then emerge when you want to. Gotcha. All right. Sounds good. <clears throat> all right. Putting those away. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay. So, uh, all right. So great. So talking about uh, placement. So as you're spawning these uh, these characters at the beginning of the game, how are we doing that? Uh, so... Your range guys with the speed at the backs, so that's Olo and Yagathra, because they can they can threat so far. Like, their base threat is six and or seven and seven. Uh, yeah, something like that, because they can move four and then they can shoot three. Yeah, so they've got the range to threaten somebody seven hexes away, so they're pretty decent just to hold back. And Yagathra's javelin is the perfect opener, especially if it hits. Um, so they're at the back, probably with Fedra and... Uh, Grundon and Shond at the front to take advantage of that javelin that's weakened somebody up. And Grawl, if you have Martyred in your hand, he's at the front. And if not, he's at the back, hiding away, next to an edge hex, ideally to hidden paths in at the end. Or near some lethal hexes to kill himself to make your Oath of Conquest easier. Sure. Oh, yeah, that, that is true. That would make that easier. If he just kills himself, you don't have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about him being back there. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so that's... <laughs> that sounds like a good idea and i that that is also kind of what i was doing um yeah. I, I think that is kind of the way to do it uh so looking at your deck list uh which we can we can post up if you don't mind yeah of course yeah, yeah. Okay, sure um and we'll so let's see objectives you were playing advancing strike change of tactics cover ground all good ones all obvious um escalation um master of war I, I see a lot of people playing master of war i think most decks have an easy time scoring that occasionally um, you were playing with no remorse, which, as I said, uh, I think is a meta call. Um, it depends on who you're going after. Definitely. Um, Ploy Master, because you're not playing with uh, spell gambits in particular. Yeah, Ploy Master was a mistake. I should have taken solid gains. That was a solid bad. gains. Solid I, you gains. know what? I think I was playing with that, and then I took it out. Yeah, Ploy Master was bad. I didn't score it very often. I have a lot of reactions in the deck. I did with that. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I remember what I put in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. We got victory after victory. Um, that's the one where you score two things in your uh, action phase. Uh, you've scored three objectives this round. It, 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 does it have to be in the action phase, or can it also be in the end phase? I hope to God. I have to go check. Hold on a second. <laughs> victory after victory. There it is. Score this in end phase if you scored three or more other objective cards in this round. Yeah, so, so okay. your end phase counts for that. All right, so that's good. Um, <clears throat> and, yes, it, <laughs> terrified me then <laughs> sorry man i just uh, it's there's there's over a thousand cards i don't have them all memorized i'm gonna need new pants yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have oath of conquest which of course is kind of like the one faction specific one that you should definitely have in there if you yep. don't have um what, what, what was the other one a worthy deed which i do um fired up uh martyred and oath of conquest armor. is awesome which one oath of conquest yeah Oh, it's just fantastic, isn't it? The other thing is that if you if you happen to like just 
I mean, you can still sword if you just like like draw it up in the Because that's kind rounds. of the problem with conquest over the other. Like the issue with conquest over the other score in the third end phase ones is that it's it only gives you two. Yeah, but, but then but you dictate it right, and well, no, well now it goes up to three because of the the oath, right? And then um, right. that is the one that is the hardest for your opponent to play around usually. Exactly. You're like yeah. Oath of Annihilation. You'd be like, I reveal Oath of Annihilation. And the guy's like, I'm gonna run into the corner in the back, you know. Or if I'm, if I reveal Oath of Supremacy. The guy's like, I'm gonna YOLO in there and try to bop you off one of the objectives. But this one, like, it's tough to play around that. Yeah. Unless uh, you're on diagonal deployment and he can just like stand there and block you or something. All right. Now getting on to the gambits, we have. Well, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I interrupted. So we ha- we have fired okay. up martyred and then what armor at the, what armor after that. yeah so there's uh there's six score immediately mm-hmm. uh five nen phase and then of course oath of conquest in the final end phase yeah the, the idea was that a lot of the end phase ones are things that you should score if you've scored your score immediately um that there are times when the, the deck grinds to a halt when you are unfortunate and you draw no score immediately is in your hand. But with six, you've got a damn good chance at least getting one. Yeah, absolutely. And most of them are pretty easy to score. Yeah, um, so just recapping it. We require kills. The rest don't even really need dice to do. Yeah. Um, are you ready to move on to gambits? Well, no, I am just just want to say, so recapping here, we have no remorse. That's a that's a meta call. You, you, yep. you don't think that one's 100% necessary in like every deck? You could take either yep. uh, Worthy Deed or that one, okay. I think. Then we have Ploy Master. You said you're going to change that one out for solid gain, not great gains, right? The, sol- the one that gives, if you yeah, score gains, three. I mean, you have to really think very highly yeah. of yourself to do so great gains. So solid gains instead of Ploy Master. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Fired Up as a restricted. You like that? I like that because it's what you are naturally doing as the game's progressing. So you're scoring glory and not going out your way to do it. Sure, sure. And then you have uh, Change of Tactics. I, I kind of... I kind of don't really like that one unless you have like a card that can put you on guard because I feel like you kind of burn an action doing that. But what what do you think about that change of tactics with no uh, card that makes you go on guard? So getting that first upgrade out is the what possibly the most important thing for this warband. And if you can spend two activations doing it in turn one, it's golden. Later on in the turns, it's not as great. But thanks to your speed and range on like say Olo, Olo is a perfect candidate for that later on. Um, to go on guard, he's got double defense dice when he's inspired, so he's not juicy to go and hit. And then he scores a change of tactics, and maybe what armor as well. Yeah, yeah. So I can see that here. It's interesting to note that you have four out of your five restricted cards in in object and uh, objectives, and then of course ready for action. And you have to have ready for action. So four four restricted upgrades on on our uh, four restricted objectives in in this list. I find it very difficult not to spend my restricted slots on objectives. They are objectively the the best objectives available because they're restricted. And ultimately, you win a game if you have more glory. If you can score glory easier than your opponent, you've got a better chance of winning. So I like to load up the, the restricteds into the objectives. And I think there are enough good ploys that aren't on the restricted list to build decks, basically. Without uh, many fractions, always in there, though. Yeah, I think that you have to. Um, yeah. I was actually having a, a a chat with somebody on one of the Facebook boards about how ready for action is not a one hundred percent auto include, and I'm like, what? I've I've seen decks about it, and I just feel you're 
playing at a disadvantage because you get one less activation. It basically gives you 13 activations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. All right. So anyway, moving on. Um, so gambits. So we have uh, forceful denial and rebound. I assume that that's big baddie tech. Like if if you see if you yeah. see Megor, if you see Molog, if you see uh, Stormsire, something like that. Uh, no. What do you like to use time. forceful denial on? Uh, ready for action. Okay. Yeah. You rob somebody of their restricted slot. Uh, Hidden paths is a great one. Uh, Spores of battle in turn one. And my favorite that came up over the tournament just gone, uh, uninspired Molog charged in onto an objective hex. I was like, I bet he's got regal vision. Hmm. Yep. Attacks, kills my guy. I was like, okay, that's, uh, that's fine. That's fine. That was going to happen. He play, He draws a card, he draws a card. And then going into his final turn, after my turn, he goes, all right, okay, play regal vision. I'm like, no, forceful denial. Ah, <laughs> uh, now what? And then he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I can't judge. And it I works can't. every time, right? Uh, mm, I wish. Oh, no. oh I, shit. But uh, I, I have come to love and loathe that card, Forceful Denial. <laughs> uh, but if you rub somebody there ready for action, they, you can throw someone's entire turn. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I, it, was a, it was a small thing. I saw it against Bryce. I knew he was, going, he was trying to score Longstrider. So he moved the goblin off the objective, equipped it with something, and was going to ready for action back onto the objective to score Longstrider and probably keep his supremacy open. A forceful denial it, and he was like, "You absolute bastard!" <laughs> oh, just... no, we we don't actually have you can you can curse once. Go uh, for it. Okay. He's like, "You absolute bastard!" There you go. That's not even that bad. Uh, well, Bryce actually said the c word, but I know. Oh, yeah. no, that that that's not. A, no, no, in, in in the United States, you don't want to say that one. <laughs> I have said that. By, I once went to Nova Open, and didn't realize at the time how bad the c word was. In oh, America. which one did you go to? Oh, uh, it must have been three years ago. Oh, okay, so it was a long time ago. Are you going right. this year? What's the story? Are you going this year to Nova? Uh, no, probably not. Oh, man, <laughs> we're we're both going. I'd love to go, and I nearly went last year, um, but finances just weren't right for the right time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I used to go to Nova for Lord of the Rings. I got invited over by a couple of the guys who organize it, and so they paid for our hotel and flight the first year, and it was incredible. Oh, yeah, and that's great. It, it, it was my first convention, and I was like, oh, this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it great. it was my first outside of work, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Anyway, then we have we have uh, rebound, which you have a couple of funny stories about, I believe. I hate that card <laughs> so much. I think in my games with Bryce and at the tournaments I went to, that card came off seven out of nine times. What? And I was like, I am. That's not true. I am I'm a god. Done with this stupid card and this stupid game. It's stupid. <laughs> I hate it. It's not fair. <laughs> No, no, but hold on. It is fair. It's just that it, it would, seems unfair if it goes against you too much, but it's actually... It would be fair if the damage you did still went through and your attack was still successful, but you also suffered it and might die as well. Uh, well, because... yeah, but, then, but then it would have to be more than, 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 a, than less than a coin flip, because right now it's just you get it if you get a, a crit and a dodge. But so it's... if it was like... 
Yeah, but it's the, at least the, a crit and hammer, a crit, crit and uh, shields. At least if you wanted, I, like... I, I could talk for days about how unfair rebound is and how of a negative play experience that is for players. Oh, it's definitely a negative play experience, but it's I just don't think it's unfair with the dice roll. Just win the game. Yeah, and and I if someone just, if odds go with you and you do get that twice, you have completely ruined your opponent's game. And that's not fun. Like you, you've won. Like I, I got it done to me in the final with Moloch, and the rebound happened twice. One time killed myself. One time put myself on two health. I was like, he was like, oh, sorry, really glad that happened, but you're gonna lose now. And I was like, mm-hmm, I am yeah. gonna, yeah, 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 because you rolled effectively a five up on one dice. I hope your skill is happy for you here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. That is true because there's, yeah, it, it does take the skill element out of it, but. I don't know. I just think it's it, it's not gonna go that often in in a longer tournament. It's just uh, it's gonna go. It, off it also has the the mental it's impact. Out of nine, I guess. If someone plays it to you in game one, you then spend games two, potentially three. Yeah. Being like, oh, am I gonna get rebounded? And you have to play like it's not there because you can't make. Yeah, you can't, you can't shy away, and and sometimes it's not there. Exactly right. And sometimes you have it in hand, but I. I <laughs> I think if your attack, if your damage still went through and your attack was successful, so you could still score your objectives, but you might just kill yourself randomly on an attack. It's much more fair for everybody. That's my. Right. Right. Anyway. And that right, card anyway, also so, has like so, so twenty gam FAQs about Let's it. Let's just get 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 moving here. So we had forceful yep. denial, hidden paths, last chance, which of course is good when you have a dodge warband. Yep. Uh, we said lethal strike. We said ready for action. We said rebound. Spectral wings, of course, because you get really rangy on spectral wings. Spoils of battle, because why wouldn't you want to just, you know, have a fire somebody? If it's, it's it's basically it's beyond an inspiration strikes, because not only that, but you also get a, a an upgrade on something. Yeah. We also said haymaker and fueled by fury, which are just extra dice and extra rerolls. Yeah. So when you absolutely positively have to make sure that your lethal strike goes off on so, Molog. So fueled by fury is you, fueled by fury. You reroll all the dice, right? Reroll them all. Yeah, do, yes. and and then you get, get your crits out. Haymaker is you roll two extra dice, but then you can't defend after that. But you, who cares? You're not going right. to get a defense roll on any of these guys anyway. Yeah. Effectively, with one dice, you're, you're hoping for crits more often than. And not. do you oh, do yeah. you just throw that out there, or you're like, I'm going to wait until the very last activation to. To do it I, so you yeah, can't hit me out there. Or if you've if you've gone second in a turn it's your first activation and you're like i just want to kill this thing now and you play it yeah you, yeah i think so okay, okay. Because of it. i was using it that way too i just use it when i when i need the thing to hit and i i think that it's a i think that losing one of the godsworn versus making sure you take out one of your opponents uh guys is an even trade any day you yeah. know, especially if you're going against big ticket items like the Briar Queen or Magor's Rip Tooth or Gerzag or you know Malag, if you can make sure that you land that thing right now, you'll do more damage than they'll do coming back at you. Yeah. yeah. I, All right. I, I agree there. Upgrades. Yes. Great speed, great strength. No kidding. Um, light armor, another example of sacrificing accuracy for uh for defense. Sorry, sacrificing defense for accuracy. Yeah. Um, and I like that one. Um, I think path path to glory. You kind of have to. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to save this one. Okay. Because I think that that's a bigger deal. I'm going to hold on a second. Oh, I don't use that one. That's interesting. Uh, Challenge seeker. Uh, you said that's you a put great it in. I also tried that one out. I like that. 
Challenge Seeker has been popping up a lot. I see it all over the place. Yeah, now. when you have when you have this warband, you're like you're likely to get Challenge Seeker to be a thing. Yeah, I, I have it in my Reavers deck as well because I have low health and I'm going to be hitting things that have high health. So yep, absolutely. Uh, Faneway, obviously, Glory Seeker, I think, is obvious because it works on range attacks. Yep. Um, and and people are throwing you know great fortitude on stuff and tome of vitality on stuff uh potion of rage more dice more dice more dice um tome of offerings i think is also good if you can get it on the right guide grab a couple extra glory kill a couple extra things and be happy with it um let's see so and then the one that i don't have that you do is bag of tricks i just i like what are you fishing for though spectral wings for which one? Oh, Spectral Wings? Spectral Wings is sp Spectral Wings and Ready for Action are the two cards that you pretty much always dig for, or in the corner case scenarios to find Lethal Strike to go and have that one chance on more. Yeah, I think Lethal Strike <clears throat> Lethal Strike seems to me like the thing that you would want to go dig for. Yeah. Um, because you want to make sure, because that's such a powerful thing. You could yeah. take, you know, you got Mala looking at you and you're just like, oh man, it would be great if I could just kill this thing right now. You just kill this, right? Uh, it's like, this is right for right now. So I want that card that I don't want to have to just blindly pick at. <clears throat> yeah. Who, who do you put the bag of tricks on? A Grawl normally, if he's just been hidden at the back and isn't dead yet, or Yagathra, if she after she's thrown her javelin and if she survived. Yep. There are two candidates for it. Yeah, because she's not super, and because and you're not playing with ensorcelled javelin, which I am. Right. So yeah, I can see her being a little bit less uh, important. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So I just wanted to point out uh, just a couple of things that I have that is slightly different yep. uh, to you. Um. And I think that we have, I would say, ninety percent is the same, or maybe like eighty-five percent is the same. Um. <clears throat> but remember, I moved. I took. I don't have fired up. And I do have trap, so that's that's what that's my restricted swap. Um, mm -hmm. And I just like trap in this deck because it works with range. Um, it's always nice to have, you know, like Grunin come and hit something and actually be able to one shot something that yeah. has four. So uh, so trap is really nice, and I like it in there. Um, another thing is that I have a worthy deed because again, I think it's a meta call, and um, I see a lot of people in my area choosing um, things that have four. Um, except for except for Randall, who's been playing a lot of Night Haunt, but it's nice to be able to get you know Varclav or the Briar Queen. Yeah. Um, so so there you go. Um, I used to have both conquests in, and I then realized you know that's a little too much third end phase shenanigans, and Oath of Conquest is clearly better. So I took that out and I put in Keep Chopping, Ooh, which I, I really like. I had Keep Chopping that I dropped for. Oh something i've forgotten i don't know it's just it's too glory to do something i was planning on doing anyway yeah i think for me it doesn't gel with change of tactics and i know that's a one card out of 12 but... yeah that's true but i mean the only reason why that would be a problem is if you drew them both at the same time which is not going to happen very often yeah. well, well as, as the deck's built with six glory you're drawing into it and if you draw into it you literally can't score it if you've just scored change yeah of you'd, have, you'd have to wait i can see that i can that, see that my only um, reason i dropped it from it yeah, I don't know. It's it's too glory. I'm I'm going after stuff, you know. For me. Um so that's so that's it as far as the objectives go. Um oh I also have shining example to make up for fired out being removed. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's good. Yeah. And then uh for the upgrades, um I used to have concealed weapon in there, but then I realized it doesn't work on range attacks, so I took it out. Um yeah. and I didn't want to put in shade glass dagger because it's uh it's restricted and I don't have any space. 
although those would, would be pretty great. Um, so I so I took out concealed weapon, um, and instead of putting in bag of tricks, which is what you have, I have ensorcelled javelin because I just love Jigathra so much. <laughs> and I just want to put some stuff on her and keep her relevant. But yeah, yeah it, it, but I have noticed it's more it's more harm than good. Concealed weapon's an interesting one. I so concealed weapon. Maybe be rolling those crits. You're looking for crits, but I, as much as I'd love to lean into the scale of what the deck's built for, don't want to be forcing too many crits. Otherwise, I'll feel bad when I don't get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I fighter ferocity is definitely one that could go in um, to make all uh, fighters ferocity. Uh, oh yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, which could go in for Rollo because then it makes his bow two damage when he crits, which is a, makes him a bit more relevant, um, or for Shond to spike up his damage. But I, th I think that comes down to player choice. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we have a couple of Q&A questions from our audience that I wanted to throw out there. Yep. Ready to go? Yes, yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, this first one is from Zach Newcomb, um, and he asked... Uh, they seem to be a bit streaky. Uh, is there any way to stabilize the glory flow? Um, I think, uh, as we've both identified in our decks, a bunch of score immediately that are non-dice reliant is the best way to have that happen. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you get that first glory, it's very easy to get the rest going and have end-phase objectives that build off your score immediately and hope you get them, basically. Is All right. That one. There we go. Um, next, we have uh, Matt Martin. Uh, what do you what to do if you run the Godsworn into another aggro warband while they're still staying while still being able to stay balanced for other warbands? So, um, so, so how so by by still keeping your your deck ready to go against other stuff when you do see that aggro uh, across the table, and we kind of touched on this a little bit. Like, yeah. What's the approach there? So uh, definitely take a board with at least one lethal hex because it opens up the opportunity for you to kill Grawl for Martyred. And that just gets you a glory, gets you an upgrade. Um, deploy back with, say, Yagathra or Olo so they can make a charge for change of tactics. Yep. Uh, hopefully you pull Spoils of Battle so you can get maybe some sort of speed boost out of there. Maybe something like Spectral Wings comes out. Um, basically, you want to deploy so far enough back that you don't allow them to charge you, but you can still be relevant in turn one and maybe get a bow shot and a javelin off to try and put some damage out before you go properly in. Yeah, I think I think that that's all good. I, th I think that the 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 difference here is that you do have that slight little bit extra range and speed on uh, on a team like that, and to just try to stay on the outside and really just strike when the when the moment's right. Yeah. And another thing is also be very aware of when you do actually come in for a charge, make sh uh, be very aware of where the other um, fighters are, where the other enemy fighters are, and like try to position yourself in a place where you can take that shot against the, the enemy fighter and not have other enemy fighters pile on in later um, activations, if that's possible. Definitely, yeah. And th things for like uh, something positional-wise that you can start doing is to look for ways to throw your javelin or shoot your bow that results in the opponent being trapped, especially if they're on edge hexes. The range, what, range starts to play weird things with being trapped because you can get into more positions. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 
All right. And let's see. We now have uh, Jeff Martin asked, uh, since Fedra has access to wizard level three via Arcade Savant, is there any Gambit spells that maybe we, maybe we could use here that ordinarily we wouldn't? Like maybe the ones that like need extra foci to go off, like the ones where you can like pull ploys back or upgrades back? Or are we just saying, you know what, don't even bother with the... I just, I just wouldn't bother. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's where, I, where I'm at, um, especially with the amount of spells that are in the game right now. I don't think that there's enough in uh, this particular faction to, to I mean, warrant even bothering with, with uh, Wizard. The, star, the stars really have to align together to be a level three because it has to be her first upgrade. You can't apply that later. And right. so that... That in in and of itself makes me not want to play them as a wizard faction because I can't rely on one in twenty cards or well one in one in ten because a bag of tricks. Right, and also they pop so quickly. Exactly right. So you'd only put it on Thedra. Dodge no matter what. So it's like you put a lot of stuff on Thedra, and then somebody just hits her and kills her. Yeah, and and with the wounds getting restricted, the big wounds getting restricted, it's it's just not worth the the effort. I don't think. Which is sad because it's it would be nice to have that option. Yep. Like some of their infection gambit spells are really nice, um, and I'd probably just use her to cast them if I'm honest. Like removing dice and removing speed is an interesting spell. Yeah, but those all cost two. They they require two. Yeah, cost cost two to do. Cost yeah. two uh, channels. Two successes you need. Oh, like in feeble yeah. and in snare. So you can't do it until you have at least one upgrade. Yeah. And like yeah. the thing about the the arcane savant thing is, like you said, it has to be the first one. And you know there are plenty of games that yeah. I'm sure we've all played where we haven't been able to see our entire power deck. Exactly, and, and, and you and just might you just might never get it. And then you have you know eight cards in your hand that do nothing because you exactly. have, yeah. So I, I I just wouldn't I wouldn't even consider it as a playstyle or even option my play styles but i'm more than happy for the community to prove me wrong on that so if someone wants to go out there and build that deck more power to them yeah tell us about it post it up tell us how great it is um i don't know all right we got two more questions this one is from uh justin uh lanigan who is the the battle cast guy and uh he says uh grunden's hair yay or nay he says slay or nay slay or nay sorry i screwed that up damn it oh that was my. supposed to be funnier oh all right my slay or nay. what do we think about grunden with the hair in his head is it does his hair actually come out of his helmet? I think it comes out of his helmet. And he has like this big long like thing on his helmet. I just finished painting uh the 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 is the, the no, I don't have the bases done. I have the rest done. And it, it feels like it comes out of that little thing on the top of his head. And I think it's pretty great. But when you have long hair like that and you're going out chopping stuff, I mean you don't want the hair getting in your face. No, not at all. I mean if it's it's a very practical reason. Yes, uh, I think so. So yes. But, but is he slaying? I mean, like, not physically slaying because he's got the axe. I mean, like, <laughs> it's a slay. You know oh, yeah. Okay. I, uh, All right, got, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you can't, here. you cannot outslay the Briar Queen. <laughs> wow. I mean, so don't even I try. Mean, she's, she's very elegant. She's the queen, uh, though. There's just like, I don't know, there's something about her face. I just, oh, yeah, she's dead yeah not a problem not into it okay well all right that's it that's a whole that's a whole different episode okay anyway uh we have one more question here this is from a guy named uh jace bronston 
and uh, no. and he asks, when are you going to win a grand clash without your teammates helping you? I knew he asked this. <laughs> I knew he asked this. What <laughs> <My> joke? <laughs> uh, fair fair warning though. I mean, you got a chance to get on him, so uh, so we, we give him that. Uh, fully expected this. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say UK Games Expo will be the uh, next grand clash I'm at, so I'll try and win that one. Go for it, man, uh, and keep us updated. All right, so that is the God Sworn Hunt faction, and uh, we are now at the end of our episode. And of course, we have our recurring segment called Keys to Salvation. And Jamie, as the guest, um, you get this one. Tell us what is uh, one tip that you have for the community? It does not have to be strategy or in-game uh, tip. It can be anything at all. What do you want to say? To help build your local gaming scene. Don't be that guy who just stomps on people and rubs it in their face. Oh, man. Be treated how you want to be treated. And when you play a game, accept internally that you're entering into this weird social contract where both players need to have fun. Because if not, you're going to end up with nobody to play with. And then you call your toys. Yeah, Max. Yeah, you got to be careful with me. (laughs) Oh, dear. I, I, yeah, I got to. Anyway, I, I got sorry. this problem where I just I'm I, I I'm just like I see like I I, I you're, what, what you're saying like I I totally understand I'm not going after anybody I'm not trying yep. to do that I just the game I see the game really well and I see these yeah. moves and I'm like I gotta do this this is the best move there's, I there's, cannot do it there's a way there's a way to win and help not... me what <laughs> now help me I need to hear this. Okay, so if you win, don't gloat. If you win, oh no, that I don't do. Oh no, explain never. where your opponent went wrong, or what changes, or what they could have done, mm-hmm. what they could have identified. Help your opponents improve, and you, as a player yourself, will also improve. Yeah, I mean, another thing that I, I think that it is good, and and this is something that I definitely do, is when I'm when I'm playing with other people, is be um, super patient with them. Don't be afraid to play a ridiculously long game because they don't know the cards. They exactly. don't know the uh, the you know the strategies and movements. There's a lot of stuff outside of what is in the rule book that's very important to the game, and that's something that newer players. Uh, I think that that's the biggest roadblock to newer players becoming really good is they have to learn the nuances and the uh, the strategies. So so definitely inform them and also give them time to just think and internalize and let play the game at their speed. And like for for their first handful of games, give them take backs where appropriate. Oh yeah, definitely. And and don't be like, well, you better learn for next time because that's not an enjoyable experience. Like if if they, you know, could have played sidestep to get onto an objective, let them. Well, then when they do it the second time, you go, ah, you've had one take back already on this. You need to now. You need to start learning. If someone's constantly forgetting, that's when they need the harsher lesson. But if someone's just putting two and two together and realizing, oh, I could actually move my guy onto the place I need it to be, let them have that the first few games. Sure, uh, and, and and even if they're um, you know switching factions and learning different factions and learning how they work, uh, yeah. you know, definitely help out help people out and tell them like, look, if you're going to play this faction, like if you're going to play Godsworn, it's really the best thing to do is just play the aggro and try to give them more dice and and do what you can. I mean, at, at a tournament. No way, someone get a take back. But as a coach, oh, yeah, they can have it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. All right, cool. That's a good one. I like that. 
Um, all right, so let's just uh, replug everything. All right, so uh, remember Battle for Salvation, uh, first inaugural quarterly kit tournament. We will be doing them every quarter is this weekend. That's the snow date um, uh, uh, reschedule. It'll be this weekend on the 23rd, starts at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. Uh, don't forget to go onto YouTube. Uh, BFSWU podcast is the uh, the little, the what, what do you call them? The, the poster name? What do you call that thing? You know, the little, the, the little name, it's got like a term, like the little name, like a, what's channel, that channel name URL? I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, but that's it. It's a BFSWU podcast. Uh, that's the bat reps for salvation. Um, of course, go on catafrainrelic.com. Everything on there is really great. You do a really great job on that stuff, Jamie. I was, I was reading that stuff before we, we spoke like kind oh, of oh. religiously. Uh, my own little plug, go sign up to the newsletter and then you get everything in your inbox every Friday. Oh, very nice. All right, that's great. And, and sometimes Bryce is writing on that one too, so we get to see everything. I, um, um, he, he recently won with Moonclan Grots, and so he's going to be writing an article on using them and the trials and tribulations he had. Very nice. Was he using? Was he going Tommy, or was he going like Stephen Van, or was he doing something else? Um, he was very playing a very passive key based uh, deck. Oh, all right, got a lot of guys for that. I see it. Okay. Um, so there's that. Anything else we want to plug? Anybody? Nothing for me. Pass. Yeah. Randall, you passing in your power step? Passing. I pass. Right, double I'm, pass. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna double pass. All right. So, uh, so that's it. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, remember to subscribe on iTunes. Remember to follow on uh, Podbean, and uh, oh, also uh, go to the Facebook page. Click like. We've had a lot of people joining up, and we put stuff up there sometimes some shit posting apparently <laughs> Randall. Um, but, but most of it's yeah. fun. Oh yeah. We also have the, uh, the three times that uh, Randall was playing against my Molog and, Oh, sorry. No, he, we played two games against Molog and two games against Godsworn where he was playing um, the night haunt and he got his uh, frozen in time to go off all three times. Uh, so, so you can go up there and, and, and see the progression. Still lost. What's that? Still lost. Yeah. Well, no, you won one. You won one in each. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was like I think I I think well I won the matches, but they were both two. two I got three. maddening cackle off one time. That was pretty yeah, funny. Pretty I was like, flip that card over. No, a couple times. Are you kidding? You, know, you maddening cackle is the one where you uninspire something. Yeah. Yeah, you got Nagor inspired again for the rest twice. of the game. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that one. That that's good. That's faction specific though, right? That's only for for uh, Thorns of the Black Queen. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a good one if you're playing Thorns. And that is juicy. All right. Well, anyway, um, so uh, I guess thanks for listening. And uh, this is so, so Jamie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for all you do. Uh, you make my journeys to work when the episodes come out that much better. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks. I'm mm. happy to hear that. All right. So, uh, so for Battle for Salvation podcast, this is Max Bernstein. I'm still Randall Slate. Last I checked. Yeah. All right. And signing off. <laughs>